0: That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Something's wanting to break loose in this place. I said the work of the Holy Ghost is wanting to break loose in this place right now. Ha. We don't need to step in its way. We don't need to get in the way. We just need to flow with the Holy Ghost right now. Ha. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, worship Him. Worship Him as His Spirit leads you as his spirit leads you as you feel after the lord just worship him hallelujah 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 Hallelujah! somebody's getting saturated right now somebody's getting filled up somebody's being fueled up with the power of the holy ghost thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus Jesus. i love you lord i love you lord i love you lord come on, we came up here just a little while ago. Some of us came up here and we were asking the Lord to bless us, bless us, bless us. I wonder if we could change our song. We could change the wording and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Come on, some of the same people that were up here just a little while ago, instead of asking the Lord to bless you, come on, rise up today. Rise up in your spirit and say, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Go ahead. Lift up your voice and worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Go ahead and lift up your voice and say words of adoration like I I love you Jesus. I worship you Lord. I love you. I thank you for all that you've done. You are the king of my heart. You're the savior of my soul. You're the peace for my mind. You're the joy that becomes my strength. Your love, it is perfect and it drives out all fear all anxiety leaves my body all anxiety leaves my mind when the love of god which is perfect comes over me like it's happening right now like it's happening in this place right now thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You cause all fear, all anxiety, all worry to begin to dissipate and fade away as the perfect love of God saturates me as I worship you and praise you and bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We, hallelujah, we serve up the gift of God. We covet earnestly the best gifts. We want the Lord to do what only he can do in this place, as only he can do it. Thank you, Jesus. As we remain standing for just a moment longer, I'm going to turn your attention to the word of the Lord in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the book of 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter read a portion of scriptures here beginning with verse 1 thank you jesus lord we love you experiences like we've had in this place over the last little while makes words from scripture like the wind of refreshing or this is the rest wherewith the weary may rest, When it speaks of the Spirit. Really, it comes to light, makes sense. That's what I feel in this place. I feel a peace that surpasses all my understanding, that's able to keep my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1, the Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which i preached unto you which also ye have received and wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved if ye keep in memory what i have preached unto you unless ye have believed in vain for i i delivered unto you first of all that which i also received how that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Amen. I'm here to speak to you for just a a little while about the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. The saving gospel of Jesus Christ. One more time, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. But this time, I want you to specifically ask the Lord to speak to your heart and to do whatever he desires to do in this place in the remaining time that we have. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your presence. Truly, your spirit has preceded the declaration of your word. Lord, we have lifted up our hearts in worship and in praise and giving of thanks and tithes and offering. And Lord, you have responded by bringing your presence in such a tangible way in this room. We thank you, Lord, for the assurance that we have in your presence. That we could find nowhere else there is a peace that surpasses our understanding here and it's because of your presence the love of god is in this room it's because of your presence now we turn our attention to your word and we ask you that you would speak to our hearts in the next little while we open up our ears and our hearts to receive the word and we ask that you would open our understanding to understand the scriptures and i pray that signs and wonders will follow confirming your word as it is preached We ask this all in Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The saving gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is what is being referred to, talked about here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul is writing to this Church of Corinth that we talked about this past Thursday night, same book, 1 Corinthians, same group of people, people that have problems. Let me make it more specific. A church that had problems. A church that was veering off the path that they were intended or should have stayed on. But before Paul concludes his letter to this group of people, He wanted to make clear and make sure that it was known how this group of people were saved. While they may have strayed from the path, while they may have become carnal in their thinking, and they may have had some big problems there in the church, problems like people committing fornication, people taking one another to court, suing one another, in heathen courts, divisions in the church, worship services that were out of order and nothing really was coming of them. He said all of that in order, but then he wanted to conclude the letter by drawing their attention by how they were saved in the first place. How many knows that it's good at times for us to be reminded how we were brought into the Kingdom in the first place, how we were saved. We could get in the mix of things and we could get down the road a little bit and we could get distracted by a lot of branches or a lot of of distractions that may come our way and life sometimes just gets in the way and the cares of life get in the way. We could get distracted and we could become divided and we become discouraged but Paul I love how he brings their attention back to how they were saved when he says moreover brethren I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you when I was with you when this church was started those days in which you were born again of water and the Spirit, I remind you what saved you in the beginning. And just as they needed it, so we needed at times a reminder of where we were when God found us, of how lost we were, how blinded we were in darkness, and what pit God brought us up out of, and what it was that saved our souls it wasn't our works it wasn't our good looks it wasn't our bank account it wasn't it wasn't living good enough it wasn't how we treated people no 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 but it was the gospel of Jesus Christ it was the good news of Jesus Christ but he said That this good news that saved your soul, it was effective for you in your life. Because number one, it was preached to you. Somebody who was sent obeyed the call of God and delivered the message that was to be shared. I thank God for preachers and teachers and home Bible study teachers and people that will answer the call of God to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And according to the word of God, if any is going to have faith to be saved, it's going to come to them by hearing the word of God. And if that's the only way that people can be saved, then we must never stop telling people about Jesus Christ. There are people that live right here in our community. I'm not talking about in another country. I'm not talking about in a distant land. But right here in the Quad Cities, there are people that are neighbors with you and I, coworkers and classmates of you and I, that have yet to hear the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. And this world needs a church that is not ashamed of the gospel that it's not a shame to carry this gospel and preach it and teach it to whosoever will hear it. But how many knows it's not enough if someone is going to have the power of the gospel that will save them. It's not enough to hear it, but the Bible says that the way that these people were saved by the gospel is they not only heard it because it was preached to them, but they received it. They received In order to receive something, sometimes that means you've got to let go of some things. If your hands are already full, it's hard to take on more. How many in this room could testify to the fact that when you, as an individual, or your family, received the gospel, the only saving gospel of Jesus Christ, you had to let go of some things. Perhaps there were some traditions Perhaps there were some habits. Perhaps there were some addictions. Perhaps there were some feelings of resentment against God or against his people, against the church. There were some things that we had to let go of. But in order for this gospel to take effect in our life, we've got to receive it. We've got to embrace it. We've got to wrap our heart and our hands around it and make it our own. Somebody say amen. We know that it is possible for men to hear the gospel but not be saved by it. There is a way for the Word of God, which is so powerful. The Word says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's quick and powerful. But it is possible for this powerful Word to be rendered powerless in someone's life. Jesus looked at the religious leaders of his day, and he says, by your traditions and by those things, that you have made doctrines among yourself that have no root in the Word of God. By your traditions, by the commandments of men, you have rendered God's Word powerless in your life. When it comes to God's Word, we've got to be willing to bow the knee of tradition. We've got to be willing to bow the knee of, of those things that we have held true to in the past, but we realize that as His Spirit brings further light to his word. We've got to receive it. We've got to receive it. Somebody say amen. But it's not enough to hear it. It's not enough to receive it. He says, I'll take it a step further. The way that you get to be saved by the gospel is by standing on it, by planting your feet on it. Amen. I've, I've seen some folks, they'll hear it. They'll be here today. They'll be gone tomorrow. But the way to truly be saved from now to glory is by planting your two feet on the word of God. All other ground is sinking sand i've learned that everywhere i've planted my foot on this world and in the trust of man and trusting in riches and trusting in jobs and careers i've learned that every one of those things will fail me but the way that you're going to be saved by this gospel is by planting your feet on it and saying this is where i'm going to build my house this is where i'm going to train up my children this is where i'm going to raise my family this is the hope This is where I'm going to stand. I know that the message that I'm preaching today is very simple. But again, like Paul, it's good for us to be reminded what saved us to begin with and how God has brought us out to bring us in. And he's done it by the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. He says when you heard it and when you received it and when you chose to stand on it, you were saved by it, and you will continue to be saved by it if you'll keep in memory that which I have preached to you. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Keep true to everything that is coming from the Word of God. Plant it in your soul. Grow from it. Somebody say amen, unless you believed in vain. He says, how, how would you come so far? And God has done all of these wonderful things in your life only for it to come to nothing, for you to believe in vain, for all of the worship services and all of the prayers and all of the scriptures you've read and all of those things to simply come to nothing. The way to avoid all that you have done for the Lord and all that the Lord has done for you, the way to avoid for it all to come to nothing and for you to be lost for eternity is by continuing to stand and remember the things that were taught to you and preached to you. Now let's talk about this gospel. This gospel that was delivered and that they received. He explains what it is. Many of you have already heard this. You already know this. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Paul mentions it in kind of a nutshell form in verses 3 and 4. He said Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. And it's this good news of Jesus Christ being crucified, buried, and rising again. It's this news that has saved your life. It's saved your life. Now, this good news of Jesus Christ, in order to save our life, we've got to realize a couple things about it. Number one, the gospel of Jesus Christ is exclusive. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5, it says, There's one Lord, one faith, and there's only one baptism. There's not many ways to believe. There's not many lords to believe in, and there's not many ways to be baptized. There's only one way to be baptized. And we intend to follow the scriptures and baptize Tressie today in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of her sins. And we're gonna baptize her just like the Bible says. Bible says in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, that unless a man is born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus is confused, and he asks what Jesus means by being born again. So Jesus straightens him out, and he tells him, Unless you're born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He says, When you're born of flesh, that's flesh. But you've got to be born again of the Spirit. That's a spiritual birth. He says, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must, everyone say you must, not you musty. Some of us might be a little musty right now. But he said, you must be born again. The only way to see or to enter into the kingdom of God is by being born again. Let me ask a very straightforward question of my Refuge Church family. Does anyone still believe that the words of Jesus Christ found in John chapter 3 still hold true today and that anyone that wants to see or enter the kingdom of God must be born of water and the Spirit? If you believe that's still true today, that in order for people to be born again is essential to seeing the kingdom of God, raise your hand if you believe that. We believe it. It's the Word of God. It's in red letter. It's Jesus' own words. We must be born of water and of the Spirit if we want to see or enter into the kingdom of God. We believe that. I believe the majority of hands were raised in just that last little while when I asked that question. Now if we believe that, then there should be a constant nagging in our spirit. That never lets us truly be satisfied until we see everyone that we care about, everything, everyone that's a living soul, be experience that new birth for themselves. Oh, let me make it more uh, personal. Let me, let, let me allow it to hit a little closer to home. If there are people in any given service that we are in together, there should be a gnawing, nagging feeling in each and every one of us in every service that we attend where someone is there in attendance that has not been filled with the Holy Ghost, that has not been baptized in the name of Jesus. There should be a sense of responsibility that permeates the refuge church that says, you know what, this service, listen, I hope to be blessed from it. I hope to receive something from it. I hope that I receive some encouragement from it. But you know what? If you've already been baptized in Jesus' name, and if you've already received the gift of the Holy Ghost, there should be a greater sense of urgency to see the people who have not yet been born again be born again in that service. Somebody believe that? Say amen. Clap your hands. Shout hallelujah. Do something. Move in your seat. If you believe what I'm preaching today. Lord, do not let the refuge church rest simply because we have a certain number of people that attend the church. Or we ourselves have been born again if there's someone, if there's just one soul among us today that has not yet been baptized, that has not yet received the Holy Ghost. There should be an inner longing and a travail in our spirit that says they must be born again. Why? Because we're not promised tomorrow. We are not promised one more hour. And we want to make sure that those among us have experienced what is essential to be born into the kingdom of God. Somebody shout amen and clap your hands to the Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord that is our assignment church that is our mission hear me today hear your pastor today i i i believe that i could say that we as a church family we want and we expect to grow we want and we expect to see the number of believers Uh, that the Lord add to the number of believers daily such as should be saved like it's talked about in the book of Acts. I, I believe that I'm with a group, a family of mine that want to see us go from addition to multiplication and we want to see the number of believers be multiplied in the city of Rock Island and the Quad Cities. But listen, there's only one way for someone to become a fellow brother or sister in Christ and there's no other way. It's exclusive. There's only one path. There's only one way. His name is Jesus Christ. And in order to get to the Father, you must go through him. And the only way to go through him is to be born again of water and of the Spirit. (laughs) Somebody say amen. amen. And if that is true, and if that responsibility rests on our shoulders as the church here in the Quad Cities, then we've got to do something about it. When we're out of the house, we ought to reach people with the gospel. When we're out of the house, we ought to be teaching people the good news. But when we're in the house, we ought to be cultivating and creating an atmosphere that says, hey, today someone's going to be born again. Hey, today someone's going to be baptized. Hey, today someone's going to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm coming expecting. I'm coming believing. I'm coming anticipating someone to be saved. Amen. During our announcements, Brother Walker, you mentioned about this past Friday night, the youth gathering together for a virtual SFC statewide rally. And after the service was over, I was there, Brother Walker, I was there. After the service was over, there was a powerful prayer prayer meeting that ensued. It was wonderful to see your young people, our young people, praying and crying out to God. We were praying along with them. And, And during that time together, we witnessed Tressie receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We celebrate that. But what you don't know and what was not announced was the day previous, we were with Brother Alex Perry, our youth pastor, and we were talking about and preparing for that Friday night service that we were going to have together. And Brother Alex Perry said, My prayer is that this Friday night, Tressie receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me make a point to you here. There was an individual that felt a sense of responsibility and felt a sense of urgency and spoke it out loud and said, you know what, this Friday, we're believing Tressie's gonna receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What that is is practicing faith. What that is is expectation. And listen, I'm telling you that the power of God could always rise to whatever level of expectation you have. I'm asking you what level of expectation did you come to this service today with? What level of expectation did you come here last Sunday with? You've got to lift the faith level. You've got to lift the expectancy level that says I'm not just coming to church to get a few goosebumps on the back of my neck. I'm not just coming to hear a message that I could judge whether I think it was a good message or not. I've come. Why? So that the church can be edified, that souls can be saved, that people can be brought into the kingdom of God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I believe that God took note of a youth pastor's prayer and he showed up and he showed out. Amen. Let's start showing up to every service like that. Hey, today someone's going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Today someone's going to be baptized in the name of Jesus. If you're here today, let me just say it squarely. If if you're here today and you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you desire to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's yours for the taking. It's yours for the receiving. You can have it before you leave today. You can receive the gift of the the Holy Ghost. You will speak a language unknown to yourself, and you will experience the power of God in your life. I'm so thankful that this life we live in Jesus Christ is not simply something that it it can be viewed from a distance, and it's cold, dry, and dead religion. No, no, no. This is not simply the practice of rituals and tradition, but this is a relationship that is an experiential relationship that you and I can experience the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives how many have the Holy Ghost would you stand to your feet and clap your hands if you thank God that you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you spoke in other tongues as his spirit gave you the utterance How many here are glad you were baptized in Jesus' name? Would you stand to your feet right now? If you've been baptized, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, stand up and clap your hands and give God glory right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I had you seated, but I don't want to embarrass anyone that did not stand. But if you happen to look around when you were standing there were people that were not standing why because they have not yet been born again oh that there be a sense of urgency that comes upon our hearts right now amen we're going to begin to move into an altar service at this very moment i'm done preaching hallelujah i believe that god's gift is for whosoever will listen while While the gospel of Jesus Christ is exclusive, there's no other way to be saved. Yes, every person is entitled to believe however they want to and whatever they want to. It's like opinions. Everyone could have one. And everyone does have one. But when it comes to salvation, it's got to be founded on this book. It's got to be founded on the word of God. And if you have any questions about what I'm talking to you about today. Any questions about new birth, we'd be more than happy to teach you a Bible study in the comfort of your own home or at a neutral place meeting you somewhere and teach you scripture by scripture what the word of God says. Because eternity is too long and hell is hot and real. But heaven is so great to gain. To simply leave it up to chance. To leave it up to simply leave it up to tradition or what we've always believed or what we always have been taught. I'm so thankful that the word of God was taught to my heart. From a young age until this day, I'm still learning the truths of the word of God. I've not yet arrived. I do not yet feel like I've learned everything there is to gain from this book. But I'm so glad I'm journeying closer in a relationship with Jesus Christ. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I want us to take a moment right now and get our minds on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done and what he is doing and continuing to do in this place. In just a little while, we're going to see someone baptized in the name of Jesus. And there's at least one person that will be baptized, but perhaps there's others that need to be baptized and over the course of the next few minutes you can make a decision for yourself whether or not you will be baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ to have all of your sin and all of your shame washed away Jesus is here He was crucified, buried, and he rose again, and he is alive today. We must put our faith in him. We must believe that he is the only Savior and that there is no other beside him. If you are here and you need to repent of your sins, whether you have never done so or it's time that you do it again, I want to tell you something, that when you repent, What you do is you acknowledge that what you have done or seen or said, places you've gone, or things you should have done that you did not do, you acknowledge that those things are contrary to God's will and word for your life. And you say, Lord, I'm sorry for the things I have done. You say that from your heart and you pray and you call on his name and you, with words you make a decision to turn away from the path, perhaps, that you have been on and turn towards Jesus Christ. You're going to repent of your sins, and when you do, the result of it is you're making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And you're telling the one who was crucified for your sins and for my sins, you're telling him, Lord, I am sorry for the things that I've done. And the good news is, The Bible says that he is faithful to forgive us of our sins. If you will confess and you will forsake or abandon your sin, he is here to forgive you. Doesn't matter if it was 10 years ago, 10 days ago, or 10 minutes ago. I'm here to tell you that there is a God who loves you. And he wants to show his forgiveness toward you. I know that in this room I'm talking to some church members, I'm talking to some saints in this house that maybe you've gotten a little off track, maybe you've veered off the path, but like the Apostle Paul, I want to remind you of what saved you today. It was the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's time that we get back to making the main thing the main thing. We repent of our sins as we did at the beginning. After you repent of your sins... The Bible says in Acts 2.38 that we are to be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The only way for our sins to be washed away is to be baptized in the name of Jesus. When you obey by faith, by faith you obey that scripture, and you allow yourself to be buried in water in the name of Jesus. When you come up out of that water, all of your sin is wiped and washed away. Think about it. Listen, you don't have to understand it. You don't have to have it figured out. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is put your faith in the Word of God that it is true and that it will be just as he said it will be, that when you are baptized in his name, every sin, all the shame all that guilt, all that pain can be put under the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why he died for you. Acts 2.38 goes on to say to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible goes on to say it's a promise to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The gift of the Spirit of God is initially evident by the speaking in other tongues. But what that means is I will begin to speak a language that is foreign to me or foreign to the speaker. As you receive the Spirit, that will be the first evidence that you've received the Spirit. You'll begin to speak sounds and words you do not understand. There are many scriptures that I could give you to explain why God chose this, but it is a universal sign. No matter what country, no matter rich or poor, no matter where your background is, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost and you will have this universal sign where the tongue, the Bible says in the book of James, no man can tame. When your life is fully surrendered to Jesus Christ, the Lord shows that he is Lord of your life by taking control of the one thing that you can't even control. And that's your tongue. That's how we obey the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's how we'll obey it in this room today. And someone here today that's not been baptized yet, you could be baptized today. We've got towels. We've got robes. We're ready to baptize people today in the name of Jesus. But before we get to baptism, before we get to people receiving the Holy Ghost, and I believe they can today, we're going to take a moment. And as a church family, we're going to put our faith in Jesus. We're going to repent of our sins collectively. We're going, to t- we're going to give our lives and tarry for the Lord. I wonder if you could join your voice with me. Join your voice with mine and begin to talk to the Lord. Lord, I love you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for the things I've done. Right where you're sitting, right where you're at, I want you to begin to lift up your voice, church family. Remember what I've shared with you earlier. What we need to do... We who have already been born again is we want to create an atmosphere with our prayers, with our voice, with what's coming out of our mouth and from our spirit. We want to create an atmosphere for others to be born again. Let's begin to lift up our voice and do that right now. Let's shift the atmosphere with our faith and prayers. Lord, we love you. Lord, we need you. Lord, we focus our minds upon you right now. We surrender our lives to you. I'm looking for some fathers, some parents, some mothers that will lead those that you're sitting with right now in that that area of yours, that sitting area. Lead them right now in prayer. Lord, we call on your name. Lord, we need you. Lord, we are thankful for this simple reminder today of how we have been saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And, Lord, we obey that, that gospel by being, Lord, parried with you in baptism, filled with your spirit. Oh, Lord, there are people here today that need to repent of their sins, that need to be baptized in the name of Jesus, that need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the next few minutes, I believe that we're going to see people Lord, receive forgiveness of sins. We're going to see people baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins. And we're going to see people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's it. From your heart, open up your mouth. Call on the name of the Lord. Remember what I said about receiving the gospel. There are some things that you might need to lay down, that you need to let go of. Maybe it's inhibitions. Maybe it's a it's a shyness in your spirit. Maybe you feel introverted about talking out loud and praying to God. But right now, you're going to let go of those things. You're going to lay them down. Maybe it's tradition. Maybe it's how you've always been taught or what you've always believed. But right now you're going to lay those things down and you're going to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ that is able to save you. Come on, Refuge Family. Go ahead. Let's create a sound of prayer in this place that is welcoming and encouraging to those that are with us to lift up their voices also and to begin to call upon the name of the Lord. I'm relying on my Refuge Family right now. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's exactly what I'm talking about, that's good. Yes, oh Lord, here we are, we surrender to to you, Lord, we surrender to you, Lord. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. I give over my life to you. I repent of all of my sins. I confess them and I forsake them. I abandon, Lord, whatever customs or whatever ways that I have been taught or traditions so that I might follow more perfectly the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For just a few more moments, let's tarry in this place of brokenness and repentance and faith. I encourage our ministry leaders or board members, if you would, if you feel comfortable to do so, to begin to make your way and pray with one another in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Lord God. We surrender our hearts to you. Hallelujah, That's it, the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here in this place. I see children. I see young people that are crying out and calling,